Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today with us, we have Darren Levy from Australia, who has a YouTube channel with 922,000 subscribers, racking up 109 million views with the most watched video having 20 million views. His videos include an array of funny Uber rides, conversations, and interactions. On top of that, Darren has his own podcast and his merchandise line known as Subtle. Would you like to add anything, Darren? No, nah, I mean, I feel great. That was a nice introduction. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So sounds good. So, I mean, we just want to, like, just before we get things running, we just want to know what was your, like, journey to start YouTube? You know, like, when did you decide that you wanted to start YouTube? And what, what essentially kind of made you decide that, okay, I, I want to do YouTube now? Sure. Um, so, I, so I've been on YouTube for about four years, four-ish years now. Um, and it all kind of kicked off. I was working in like a corporate sales role. I was doing that for about three years. And it was a, it was a type of role that I feel like a lot of people know somebody in a role like this where, you know, you, you feel like you can kind of progress um, in the company and you might be comfortable, you know, down the line financially. But like emotionally, I was just like, man, I do not fit in here. I was the youngest in the company. I was, I was selling, we were selling like premium mattresses. And um, like on a yeah, so it uh, it it was a job. It wasn't quite right for me, so I quit. And I was trying a whole bunch of different things. So I was like reselling um, secondhand stuff from like garage sales, flipping stuff online, like a bit of retail arbitrage. And I was trying to like also get my head around digital marketing and all these different types of things. And and um, Uber driving was just like a. I think I did for extra cash on the weekend just to like keep paying the bills. And it was a passenger who gave me the idea. We were just having banter in the car. She was like, this would be funny on like YouTube. And I'll, at first I was like, like maybe I, I don't really watch this. Um, but there was a dude, his name is, his name is Ryan. Um, he had a channel called Ryan is driving. And I was like, wow, at the time he had, something like 40, 50, 60,000 subscribers. And I'm like, all right, well, there's a, there's an audience for this. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a go. Have my own like Australian flavor on it. He was in America. So yeah. And then, and then now it turned it into like a full-time job. It's, it's crazy. That's, that's an amazing story. Uh, it's always great to hear that. And like you said, right, like you, you quit a job where you didn't, um, you know, you, you didn't feel like you belong there. So obviously like, what was the process kind of quitting that job and knowing like you want to do something else other than that that job, right? Like you had to, mm. you know, explore different avenues, like you said, like flipping the, mm. like flipping garage, like going to garage sales and flipping their product. So what was like, what was that kind of mentality that you had, which made you do that? Well, so I'll answer your question, but before I answer your question, are your either of your parents, like your mom or your dad, are they are either of them strict? Do they have rules for you uh, guys? I mean, yeah, yeah, to they an kind extent, of, to an extent. yeah, to an extent, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so my parents are uh, not that strict, but my dad like uh, emphasizes like hard work and and very low risk. So if you're gonna jump out of like a a well paying kind of corporate role with opportunities to progress and then jump into uh something YouTube. that's like yeah youtube something in the creative field which like my family is not real there, there are creative members in my family but like 
let's for example let's say on my dad's side like my uncle or actually my uncles they're creative and they're musical uh but they're not they never really like pursued that their work was always like you know in real estate or, or something like that so yeah uh, the it was it was scary and like what the scariest part about it wasn't necessarily I don't know if this is because I was like uh like I don't say cocky or like sure of myself but I was like you know if I give this a go and I try to really like put my my heart into it I'm sure I can make something of it there was, so I believed in myself, I guess, in that, in that regard, but I was scared from a like risk-taking point of view, because it's just not, we, we, don't, we don't, we don't really take those kinds of risks um, right. with my family, so that's kind of where my head was at. So right. were you, were you the first one in your family who kind of took, took this big jump and went more into the creative space as opposed to sticking to that stable, you know, uh, corporate life? Um, probably to the degree that I did yeah because I literally uh like for the most part dropped the corporate role Mm -hmm. and then like almost like line in the sand I think it was March 16 or March 17 end of uh, 2017 end of you know that's where I quit that life Mm -hmm. and now I'm, I'm pursuing something a little bit more uh creative yeah creative in your own hands but at yeah. the same time, initially, it might have been more of that risk, uh, high risk area for you. No. no. Having said that, having said that, both my brother and my sister, who are both older than me, have mm-hmm. quit corporate roles to try like to, to change careers at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily down the creative uh, like pathway, yeah. But, yeah. but they but they they took these massive risks that my parents are just like, oh. <laughs> it worked out for them so that, you know, the good kudos to them kind of thing right right and um, speaking of this transition for you from the corporate world to starting youtube during those initial days when you just set up your account or whenever you like when you just started trying to gar- gather an audience did you feel a strong sense of fear or anticipation or were you just waiting for for you to reach a certain milestone with regards to your subscribers um so so hmm, it's a good question because like I was fortunate that like in the early days of like the social media stuff do you know who Gary V is yeah oh yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah right, right. So, like everybody knows everybody knows yeah, the, yeah. the G Gary V but like yeah. I was fortunate that I consumed a lot of his like early content he like especially earlier that like four-ish years ago the the technical advice he would you know he gives a lot of like inspirational motivational stuff which can be a little bit airy fairy but like he he, especially like in the come up of like instagram and youtube he gave a lot of practical like applicable advice on like creating hero content so like a you know a 10 minute video on youtube that you can splice up and put on instagram and tiktok oh well there wasn't tiktok at the time but like twitter or whatever like break up the content um so like, and with that in mind, he kind of always tried to, you know, uh, be, uh, make a point of forget about your subscribers and your viewership, just kind of make something that you think is cool for like five years and then see what happens. So mm-hmm. I, I like the common question is like, oh man, like when you hit hundred K, like, like 
well, that must have you, you hit your goal, you hit your target. Like, Not really. Like even even like I'm nearing on a million now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not a target. That's not kind of what I'm going for. Like I'm kind of just trying to make content and kind of like live a, a fun kind of life, I guess, around that. Right. It's not really like a numbers oriented right. goal. So speaking speaking of that, do you think that you've lived up to that that saying? You know, there's a saying that people focus on content creation and then you'll automatically like hit those milestones. Do you think that your YouTube channel is kind of like a it exemplifies that do you think it exemplifies that and it kind of stands out for stands up for that for that model um i don't know if the youtube channel represents that but i definitely feel like I yeah your work I, ethic and your 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 journey into youtube is kind of uh, an example of how that is kind of true totally and like the 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 practicing of that preaching was i set an upload schedule um to upload at least once a week uh, for as long as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And for the first, uh, up until like I ran out of content during like COVID lockdowns here in Melbourne, because we had like some of the longest lockdowns in the world and I ran out of content. Before that happened, I didn't miss an upload. Like every Friday I was posting um, and then sometimes bonus videos and blah, blah, blah. But like uh, that was such a like fundamental rule for me. And and yeah, and, and like, and then within that, there are ebbs and flows in in like you know a video might pop off and then your channel's doing great for a couple of months and then a video mm-hmm. and then you're like there's there's cold winters and and warm summers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah yeah so just just coming back onto the lockdown point obviously like your channel was doing uh, pretty well up until uh, like bef- like just before covid started so mm-hmm. just and as we know right australia had you know some of the harshest lockdowns if i'm not wrong uh, so from like a content creator perspective, like how did you have to evolve uh, like from your mindset? Like, cause most of your content from what I've seen is like from Uber rides and stuff like that. So obviously cause of COVID that wasn't possible. Right. So like, mm. how, how did you think about out of the box ideas? Um, so similarly to how, like, I guess I've made content in the car. A lot of it has come organically through conversation with people and then something said and then you kind of like snowball on an idea or a joke or something in the car and then you post it online and people comment and then sometimes you make content central around what people comment that's exactly like just by I don't want to say by luck because like it was lucky that someone commented this but I I think it's very much also by design of just like kind of reading the audience um but someone commented right at the beginning of like the the whole COVID thing dropping in like I think March 2020 they were like you should you should jump on Omegle and have some banter with like strangers on Omegle and at first I would have been like probably similar to the lady who gave me the idea to, to post it online at first I was like I don't know but then when we were locked down I was like yeah well what else am I gonna do <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so that that kind of gave birth to like I think that I put out like 40 something videos on Omegle because there was nothing else I could do other than sit in my house yeah um, so so there was a bit of like a pivot there um but then yeah, but then then there was like quite a bit of probably on, like personally, there's a lot of like mental anguish of not being able to make the show that I want to. And like the Omegle stuff was fun. Right. Like I really enjoyed it, yep. but it wasn't really the content what I, that I was trying to make um, or the show that I was trying to get out there. So 
uh, yeah, there, there was a bit of a, a pivot for COVID with, with that. So with regards to that pivot, did you see any su substantial changes with regards to your engagement? Like, do you think that engagement was staying stable or do you feel like it was getting stagnant or did you see any new, uh, a new audience coming into your YouTube channel? The, uh, well, it did bring in like some new eyeballs initially because right mm -hmm. at the beginning of COVID, and I think you can just even jump on Google Trends to see this, like Omegle was trending hardcore. Right. Um, and, and I think, I think, like, I, I mean, there's so many factors that make something trend, but I think it was also because it was like, there were these Omegle videos on TikTok that were just like interactions, but they were very popular at one stage. So off memory, I, I want to say like maybe March, April for like one or two months, it was very much trending. So I was making content that was trending and uh, was like a fun pivot. But yeah, then I think once it started to drop off um, and I was still kind of just creating this new show that I called Banter, um, it, it, it wasn't what people on the channel signed up for. So there were like hardcore fans that, you know, kept coming back for these videos and that was great. And it was, and it was a, like a substantial amount of people, but it just wasn't the same viewership or audience that signed up for funny Uber rides. Right. Right. So what, like, I mean, like you said, right. Uh, even though like you tried to come, like try to make the best of uh, what you could, uh, it eventually did have some sort of uh, impact to your channel in a sense. Totally. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, big yeah. And uh, speaking of your your show banter, can you talk us through what its uh, main purpose is and what what the premise of it is? Yeah. So the the premise is banter. It's literally hopping on, <laughs> uh, meeting meeting strangers and trying to get uh, a laugh out of them. Or the thing is, I I, I contrary to uh, like a lot of content that you can find like there's a lot of omegle content on youtube and people still make a lot of omegle content a lot of it is often central around like saying something and getting a reaction out of the person yeah. um, and that can sometimes be at the expense of either the other person or like you know dressing up in like a you know a, a weird yeah in a, in a hard way yeah, and and I was like, look, I'm I'm down to like play into that from time to time, but I really want to just highlight like good people in the same way that I do in my car. It's like I just wanna I wanna have like these funny interactions with people, um, and, and and like minimize the uh, getting a reaction kind of. Uh, right. Don't get me wrong, I did it from time to time, but it wasn't it wasn't like the essential. So yeah, it was just having a laugh with some strangers on the weekend right right so i mean like you said right like how you focus on content creation so you would rather have like a conversation in the car rather than uh getting reactions on online platforms right pretty much yeah yeah so uh, just to you know quickly segue into the next topic um obviously you have a podcast called podcast if, if that's how you pronounce it um right. yeah. what what is that about so i the progression of it kind of was, okay, funny Uber rides. I think I've gotten down to like a really nice structure. It's like eight, 10 minute videos. It's really like fast paced, choppy. Uh, like there's a, there's a joke every at least 10 to 15 seconds with funny Uber rides. Like it's pretty fast paced. 
but I'm also having these and like I've, I acknowledge this from the beginning, but I didn't really know how to like package it into a show. I'm also having these like really nice conversations, kind of like what we're having now uh, in my car, but I don't, I didn't have a place to share that. Um, and there's also a lot of like, like funny Uber rides is often uh, so like central around like, yeah, laughter and just funny random crap in the car that I didn't uh you know i didn't really Those have an conversations get sidelined to an extent right because you can't really totally. focus on that totally and like i also have a lot of like interests myself that i can't well not that i can't but that i don't want to share through funny uber rides so like i've only made i think 12 podcasts uh so far and it's fun because like I've had like one of my friends on and we spoke about like relationships and we went deep into like relationships and being friends with your ex and like, mm-hmm. but not, not, not in a, not in a, like a joking way. Like we went fucking deep and like, <laughs> that, like uh, th- th- these kinds of conversations, like the, the episode that I'm putting out next week is um, I interviewed uh a, a guy named Jamie Perkins, he's a dad. And this whole thing is, his central thing is central about around being a great dad. Uh, last mm-hmm. week I interviewed an OnlyFans star and we didn't have like the, the stereotypical conversation of how much money do you earn and trying to like kind of get content off her in that way. It was more, let's talk about some of the deeper, uh, maybe struggles or pieces of being uh, uh, an OnlyFans star. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's shit I'm interested in. So, can explore that on the podcast. Right. I mean, that's that's. Ex- I mean, that's exactly the reason why even we started this podcast, mm. right? Like, I mean, usually we have like fun outside the podcast, but like we do have these conversations where like we're really serious and like we're really talking about them, right? So, we just needed a platform to put it. So, you know, that that's mm. one of the main reasons why we started a podcast, and I think so. Our mission and your mission is pretty much this the same right at least about the podcast so totally yeah and also another question i wanted to ask you is like what like why why did you want it to be in a car like rather than just like you know like how we are doing it or rather than like just inviting someone over studio or something yep um i mean i think the car was more just like natural progression but i will say and i and i uh I've gotten this feedback from like Uber passengers and stuff. Like you can have a deeper conversation with strangers when you're not making physical eye contact with them all the time. Like on the, the stere- like majority of, of uh, like in-person um, uh, podcast sets, you know, they face each other or you know, they might be on an angle, but it's like, you're facing each other talking. Um, in fact, Ruby May, the, the, the OnlyFans star that was in last week's episode, mm-hmm. she herself said like right at the end, she was like, this was actually really nice because I wasn't, there was no like eye contact intimidation. It was right. just kind of passive, but you can also, yeah, you can be a little bit more vulnerable in that setting. So I was just like, okay, I, 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 think, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'll give that a go. I also really like cars. So, you know, we're starting, we're starting uh, in a Mazda too, but who knows what we'll be in in five years. Oh yeah. yeah. You never know. Hopefully yeah. it's, a, it's a crazy luxury car five years from now. Yeah. Who knows? And uh, I, I, speaking, yeah, go on, Ariane, go on. No, you can, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. I actually had a question regarding your Uber uh, content and the different segments that you do. So mm-hmm. how do you, how do you like get your passengers to, you know, 
agree with an idea or you know implement an idea for example we've done like carpool karaoke's so prior to the uber ride itself like do you tell your passengers that we're going to be doing a, a carpool karaoke or once they hop in do you discuss mm-hmm. that idea with them how, how does that like flow and how do they react mm-hmm. to it so it's it's a it's a good question because i've been consuming a lot of uh on twitter in particular i've been consuming a lot of content around mm-hmm. like video creation but starting with a thumbnail it's because okay. As we, well, actually, I don't know, as we all know, but like a, a, a big, um, what's the word? A big, hurt, like, okay, you can have uh, 900,000 subscribers, mm-hmm. but in order for 900,000 subscribers to see your content, your thumbnail's got to make them want to click it. That's be eye catching. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's, there's so much that goes into it. It's so important to YouTube that you have the, like the great thumbnail and then the audience retention to hold their, their attention for the whole video. So these are like two metrics that I want to really start to hone in on because I've kind of been quite passive with it. I've been more of the opinion of like, just uh, make awesome content and it'll figure itself out. And like, we're getting there, but I, I want to put more emphasis on the thumbnail stuff. So you, you, you ask, how do I, how do I kind of pose that to the, the yeah. passenger? Like ultimately um, the most recently, most of the trips that make it online mm-hmm. are actually, so I have a booking form and okay. people, can, people can book me to be their driver in which case we'll collaborate in the car and it's beautiful because it's beautiful because they've given permission to uh be you know online before Mm -hmm. getting in the car i don't say hey we're gonna do carpool karaoke i still want to kind of leave it open to organic um like whatever the whatever whatever flows once you guys are in the car basically yeah Mm -hmm. but sometimes but sometimes like for the example for example like with the carpool karaoke thing um that was suggested by a passenger in another trip and then uh in a different trip uh passengers were like kind of down to like sing and and this was absolutely not me prompting it it was was a natural occurrence Mm -hmm. yeah and then we could like combine the two and it just kind of came out a little bit more organically um so right. yeah try to produce it as little as possible i guess right so that just shows that the majority of your content it just it uh, sprouts about organically within the the car setting and the uber setting and mm. uh you mentioned that the passengers that you record with they fill in the a booking form basically in mm. which they're basically do they have to give you like permission to record and those type of things as well so the booking, the booking form isn't a booking form for like a, a ride. It's more like a booking form to collaborate with me. And, okay. and, and, and within that, then they're like, you know, sometimes, in fact, a lot of the times, <laughs> some people are so keen to like just be in content. It's like, we're not actually going anywhere. We're just kind of going for a drive. The purpose of the booking form is to, to collaborate. So okay. the, 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 the car is incidental to the content being created right right <laughs> so i mean yeah that just takes me to my next question um you know like having the car throughout your journey does it like kind of have is it is it a symbol in your life that you know like when you started i'm assuming that you had the car when you quit your corporate job as well uh, and it's 
Sorry, so, uh, so, um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what you mean. So you mean as in like, is the car, am I the car? Is a part of my personality? Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it basically like personality? Because like even all your content creation is done like either in the car or around cars, right? So, you know, how does that pan out for you? I think it's just thematic. I also think, I also think um, a lot of content creators, uh, it's... Uh, you know, I want to say it's easy to become a lifestyle kind of creator, but like they often end up uh, starting like with a niche and then turning into like a lifestyle kind of creator. And then when you're a lifestyle creator, like anything in your life can be incorporated into your con content. Cool. Uh, but I kind of find that uh, within, within structure, I sort of, uh, operate better um right. like I, I kind of need structure to uh explore and, and like if i if i can do anything in the world and i have the biggest budget and all of the, mm -hmm. i don't think i would do anything i think i would <laughs> suck um so the, car, the car thing just kind of made sense initially and now i'm just kind of exploring where that goes and even four years down the line 200 and something videos in i'm still exploring i'm still figuring it out um, right right but yeah yeah so i mean yeah so all your videos basically involve driving so ever since you were young were you always keen to drive or have, has it just become like you know has it grown on you or how like how does that work out sure yeah no when i was i think it was like uh 12 or 13 i just remember thinking everyone's got a thing i don't really have like a thing you know like people like a hobby or like it's something that they find cool so I was on this like quest to find a thing and I came across it might have been Top Gear first that I came across or, or something around cars I mean my dad's always been like he's liked his cars and stuff and he's had cool mm -hmm. cars when he was younger but like yeah I don't know I I, I feel like it might have been Top Gear that helped me kind of like cars and stuff a little bit more and then like I mean, this is, I'm, I'm driving a little Mazda 2 now. This is my fifth car because my first couple of cars put a lot of money into them and there's just no point in doing it if it's going to get written off or <laughs> something. Right. Nothing <laughs> great happening to it. But like, nah, the, the whole thing around cars just probably started around that age. And I'm like, okay, I think I'd love to, I'd love to make more content uh, uh, central around cars. Uh, but like something comedic, like I, I, there was one point I had an idea to to do like stupid car reviews. So if you're, mm -hmm. you're just kind of add comedy to some sort of car review thing. Uh, but like, yeah, all of that stuff will come. Like I'm going to be doing this for a long time. Um, yeah, right. Fostered by my enjoyment of it. I'll figure it out as I go. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's one car that would that you would have, which car would it be? What, what's your dream car? Like right now, I mean, like dream yeah. cars. I feel like I feel like you know, dream cars are the cars that you had posters of on your wall when you were like fifteen. Mm -hmm. I had like you know the Lamborghinis and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like next car that I'd like, um, I really like Japanese cars. And my first oh, car was a Honda Integra. Had like red leather seats, white wheels, a massive ex sports exhaust on the back. Like I love that shit. So I would probably there's um I would probably buy a Nissan three seventy Z. I would um, get some like matte black wrap. I would put this obnoxiously loud exhaust system on it. And I want it to look like it's stolen. Um, 
<laughs> Something along the line of that. Yeah. What about Hopefully, yourself? Uh, I mean, I personally like I I, I want Nissan GTR. Like that's yeah. like the one car. That or G wagon. It, it has to be one of those two. Those are very different cars. Those yeah, are, yeah. So 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 the 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 G wagon thing seems to me more of like a like an LA. Like a Kim Kardashian, yeah, 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 yeah. Symbol yeah. statement, yeah. True, true. For the GTRs, yeah. GTRs. Yeah, about, yeah. What What about you, Annie? Honestly, I'm not really the biggest car guy. You're, you're probably yeah. just gonna get a stereotypical answer from me, like a Lamborghini or something. So, true. yeah, like nothing special on my side. <laughs> true. True. No, that's fair. Hope, hopefully, we get to see a funny Uber ride with your uh, Nissan. <laughs> yeah honestly honestly that would be a great segment later in the future like a comical segment in which you speak about different cars and you know maybe trash on some or you know make mm. anything on those on those lines would be pretty engaging totally totally i think so too yeah yeah um so so far you're having done youtube for around four years now mm. do you do you think that it's helped helped uh shape your your life or has it brought brought about these new learnings in your life that you can say that have given you a strong foundation for the future? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if YouTube itself has given me the, the learnings, but I, it's definitely the application of the hardest I've ever worked on anything in particular mm-hmm. that has um, like, uh, taken me to places of like self-reflection that I don't know I don't know if I would have done that when I was um, like in my corporate, corporate, corporate job yeah yeah I mean like so so end not end middle of last year last year Feb to, to April so two months I took two months off because I was burnt out to a crisp I you know I'd, I'd be hitting these upload schedules and and that's all good and well but like I didn't have a life outside of, of YouTube. And there was like this mixture of, you know, private life, Darren and YouTube, Darren was so, I didn't know the difference between the two of them. Right. Uh, and, and like, because of that, I, I kind of like lost the sense of like personal or private identity, um, right. started seeing a therapist and kind of trying to figure out a different, a differentiation of the two. Right. Um, right. Because, because something I've always been proud of is the fact that I, I like what you see on camera is like 95% me. And I think that's great. But it's also, uh, it's also like, well, how much do I have? Just for yourself. That's just yeah. the personal private side of you, right? Yeah. And, and, and that exists in every world. Like, you can't, like everyone's different, slightly at least, Mm-hmm. at home to they are to the way they are when they go to the supermarket or when they mm-hmm. go to you know somewhere public um i didn't get that prior to that break and now i kind of do um but yeah so it's 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 shaped me at least indirectly right right okay and speaking of how you you know you took that break how important is that for for anyone for a professional in youtube or a professional content creator how important is it for them to take that break off and figure things out for that for, for themselves and then you know get back to uh, creating content? I don't think you want to get it to a place where you need to take two months off like ever. I did that because okay. 
I burnt myself out. Like ideally you don't want to burn yourself out. You want to, like, I mean, I don't know if this is the reason behind it, but I know here in Australia, uh, companies are required to give full-time employees like 20 uh, working days off a week. I'm oh, sorry, a year. Uh, yeah (laughs) annual leave you 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 got to get annual leave like that's like a a a requirement um you need you need time away to from your job to keep your sanity basically totally um i I don't think it's just a creator thing i think it's like a just a general like Mm -hmm. on especially like in the entrepreneur or in the or in the self-employed space when you don't have a manager to to tell you to take leave you Mm -hmm. there's always something else you can do and like on the creator side you can always post more you can always make more content so and that more content might equal like more money it might equal more followers and all of the stuff that can be really great so why wouldn't you do more the thing is apparently we have capacities we have limits uh, (laughs) on what our psyches can uh can can hold so yeah but yeah it's, i think that's a that's a very important point because you know how when you're doing youtube and you're a content creator you're your own boss right and as you mentioned you're just looking for another avenue of either growth or you know money making outlet but with regards to a job a corporate job you have that that supervisor that boss who's who's bound to give you that 20-day break or that that structure mm-hmm. right but with regards to this you just need to figure out what structure works for you in such a way that you can be as lucrative as possible but at the same mm. time, you don't burn yourself out and you have those weekly or bi-weekly moments where you can just self-reflect and, you know, take a, take a nice breather, basically. So totally. I think that's a very, very important point to, to touch upon with regards to any, any field. 100%. Like, I think, I think um, it's a good, like, it's a, it's a good and a bad thing. Like I, I, so I'm 28 now. And right. I think that if I had started making content online when I was 18, Mm-hmm. I would struggle uh, because like the ego of 18 year old Darren was, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ego of 28 year old Darren <laughs> is a bit of a bitch, but like 18 year old me, me would have like pushed it much further than I even pushed it like in the last couple of years. And right. I don't know where that would have gotten me. And it's such a common thing that when you, when you um, neglect things that you know you need like for example you know sleep as a big one um or or even just like seeing friends and and seeing getting like some like social uh injection mm-hmm. i i i i it's but then again so i like i'm saying this but i'm also about to uh, counter uh, or, or what's the word? Contradict myself, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I also think there's such a beautiful utility in pushing yourself to the absolute limit of what you can take, and then mm-hmm. pulling back a little. Like, I don't think I would have like like I do this full time. It's crazy to explain to some people. Like even my parents, to a lesser degree, uh, don't quite get how like I make money off this or how I do this full time. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, like it's it's a Monday today or sorry, it's a Tuesday today. Mm-hmm. And like, I saw my mom and my dad earlier today. Um, mm-hmm. I went to gym and I've been editing. Like I, 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 the fact that I can do this on a Tuesday, I woke up at like 11 o'clock. Like it's, it's crazy. And it's such a blessing and it wouldn't mm-hmm. have come unless I had really like put in the hours to do it. 
but right. but um yeah i guess just know that if you do push yourself to those extreme limits like there will be repercussions at, yeah. cer at a certain point like everything yeah, is out it's almost um as if uh like you work like so hard that you made like you almost made youtube your life that you worked mm. so hard uh you know in, in the last four years and you know when you work that hard like obviously you're bound to have repercussions but i mean i always say this right every situation has pros and cons right so in this case the con was like you know like it could affect you it could affect your mental health but then mm. if you see on the other side like your pros like you know you're at least you have a stable income like you're, you're kind of settled in life and it'll, it'll help you in the future basically by working or by starting earlier sense yeah it's it's interesting though because there has been a shift in culture i mean like yeah we, i mentioned gary v earlier on like he did a lot of his content when i first started watching him was what is referred to now as i'd never heard this term before phrase before like hustle porn I was like, like, have you, have you, have you heard of hustle porn? Uh, I think I've heard, heard of it before. Basically, like, yeah. it's the advice that he's giving out is like he's kind of hustling people in a way, you know? Oh no, 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 no! Hustle porn is more like those dudes, well, generally dudes who are like, mm -hmm. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and they, <laughs> oh, oh shit, yeah, and then yeah. and then they go to bed at two a.m. and then and then I was up three hours. <laughs> because that's what you got to do to get it and okay, all of that kind of right, stuff right. and like like yeah so i think when i got on to gary like a lot of his content maybe not as extreme as that but a lot of his content was uh like that of a workaholic mm -hmm. and and that spoke to me because i was in like this transition period and i was seeking something to fulfill me like career-wise mm -hmm. and i'm glad that i came across it i but i've noticed that a lot of like business kind of maybe business or entrepreneurial kind of content creators are pulling back on that narrative a lot now, which I wonder, like, don't get me wrong. I think it's necessary because I, I burned out and I experienced mm -hmm. the repercussions of it, but I wonder how much of that is just because they feel like they have to, like, what if they did do that to get to where they are? And, right. um, and then they, they, they're sharing more of a, don't realistic work. story yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know i'm still undecided on, on i i think so i i think so it's the fact that fair they are it almost makes people to have faith in them that okay like the reason why they got to where they are today is because that was this routine right like like you have been like wake up at 5 a.m and sleep at 2 a.m every day i've been like even though that's not sustainable but like people you know, some people at least they, they have a certain amount of respect for that person. And the, the way they, they show it is like by having faith, like, okay, yeah, he, he did that, right? Like he did, that's why he is where he is today. And, you know, mm. I mean, I, I wouldn't say people would fall into a trap, but they basically would fall into a trap of not knowing like where, where the limit is or where the line is in a sense. Yeah. And I, and I can also speak like the wrong, I guess the wrong messages can get highlighted uh in in a in a in something like that like uh you know it's not necessarily about getting three hours sleep it's more about what you're doing in the, in the 14, day. 15 mm -hmm. or 16 hours that you're awake in the day or that kind of a thing so yeah interesting though it's always interesting when when a when a when messaging changes 
that quickly. I, I always go, why, why has the messaging changed in a matter of years around like, because mm -hmm. hustle used to be a very positive word and now it's got like a bit of a negative connotation to it. Like that was quick. It was, it was good until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the outlook of people in general, just everything just keeps shifting. There's nothing that's constant mm. for some reason. Mm. Mm. Is there anything that should be constant though? It's a good question. It's a good question. I don't, I don't have an answer for that. Mm. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay uh well i guess uh i mean we're nearing the end of the podcast just one final question before we let you go uh where, like what are your future plans like where do you see yourself in you know two years and five years you know what are your short-term goals or your long-term goals mm. um so look i'll be i'll be totally honest with you the last two-ish years uh have been pretty rough like Yes, I've continued mm -hmm. to put out content, um, but the COVID stuff really fucked with my head. And mm -hmm. right. um, I, I, I was making a best of, at the end of every year, I make like a best of 2021 or best of 2020, like funny Uber rides uh, uh, remix. Compilation. Uh, yeah, compilation. And um, when I do that, I rewatch all my videos throughout the year and I kind of take the best bits. And I really noticed at the end of last year in particular, I was mm -hmm. like, wow, I can see the, uh, like, I can see the difference in the content that I put out, particularly like uh, earlier on in the year when we were in like lockdowns and stuff like my, like, I'm still proud of it. And there were like laughs and stuff in there, but it just wasn't mm -hmm. really what I was going for. Um, right. So now we're you know touch wood we're we're out of this yeah out of lockdown. Most, the most extreme versions of it um in 2020 i said in a video that i'm going to be touring australia um making mm -hmm. like funny uber rides and seeing like what's up in different cities and stuff i got a taste of that at the end of last year i went to sydney and i made some content in sydney and like the world is opening back up to us here in Melbourne now. So like, I just feel like I've, I've got a bit more of a spring in my step creatively and I'm quite excited mm -hmm. again. So I, to answer your question, like in the, the coming years, I think there's going to be, I want to, I want to take funny Uber rides to a place of uh, not just like a, a small time, like YouTube show. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to, add as much as i can into it still, maybe still like you know at an eight to ten minute length but in the same way like i look up to people obviously like like mr beast who the concepts or the uh maybe it's the ideas or the basis of the the content uh has a lot more uh, like commercial viability uh and like worldwide right. mm -hmm. um so yeah, I want to explore it. I think like it's a YouTube show. Why couldn't it be? I think I still want to keep it on YouTube, but why couldn't mm -hmm. it have like TV quality on YouTube? Um, right. That, that'd be great. Make it as good as it can be. That would be so great. Like, that would be in terms of a scalability standpoint as well. I feel like that would be very, very uh, important. And it would just do a great job for the whole, like the whole mission of the, the show was mm. to be able to scale to a large extent. So that's, that's very interesting. Totally. And it's cool because it's like, 
it's it's exciting for me because it's very foundational. Like I literally, I bought a second hand GoPro, uh, mm -hmm. put it in my car four years ago, and we kind of went from there. And then like slowly, uh, I, you know, I, I took like improv classes so that I could be better, mm -hmm. like off the cuff. With On the spot, yeah. <laughs> I've improved the audio. I've improved, like I've gotten a second camera and it's all like building blocks. So like, who knows right. where I'll be like a year from now, two years from now. This could, it could have like a totally more mature uh, version. Of like, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, right. that's the focus. Right. So, yeah, I guess, I guess that was it. So uh, do you, do you have any questions for us? No, not really. No. I, um, I, I think, uh, I think uh, what you're doing is cool. I think the, the idea of, I think the basis of having a podcast or show or any type of putting out content based off stuff that you find cool or interesting or enlightening is is just uh, a matter of continue uh, figure out your upload schedule continue to do it on the basis that you're not burning out and like you know five <laughs> yeah. years from now you have no idea like how life could open up in weird weird fucking ways for you so yeah I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish you all the best with what you're doing and i and, and thank you for having me on yeah we we appreciate your um, advice your presence on the show yeah so yeah i guess uh thanks for tuning in guys uh we'll make sure to put a link uh to darren levy's uh instagram on and our YouTube. page and and youtube as well so make sure uh to tune in on the next episode of ana podcast I'm